Hey, can you hear me okay now? All right. Hari Om. Uh, I just, uh, actually, it is, a, it is very interesting. A lot of aha moments, I think, first is express the thanks to this group, right? Because the, the varied questions, the varied applications of problems uh, were all aha moments. Uh, how Gita can just be applied in any situation. Uh, but as I was reflecting uh, over the last week, the whole chapter uh, kind of getting through, there is just one uh, kind of almost an big aha moment I had is how how this whole chapter two itself is structured as a seeker's journey. Even though there are about 660 plus uh, shlokas, but the, the way it has just been laid out is, is a, a completely a seeker's journey. Uh, that is just the biggest aha moment. And I just put together a kind of a quick slide. Let me share it just to make it easier for me to remember the points. Uh, give me a second. Are, are you seeing my screen? Are, are you able to see my screen? Yes. Right. So the, thank you. So the big aha moment for me was basically it, it, the the whole thing is just as a journey, seeker's journey. Give me a second. Yeah. Zoom is not liking the share. All right. The, the, the aha moment was the, uh, it's a, it's a self-contained seeker's journey. Yeah. Because Krishna starts with the ultimate truth, which is Atmanyana. Right? That's a sloka 11 to 5. He says, you are not the body, you're not the mind, you can never perish. He just gives the, ultimate, the truth, like exactly like Kishore and, and Krishna said. The truth is first given. The, the, then he looks at Arjuna, which is a lot of us, and says, we, we, even though we intellectually understand it, but we cannot, that is not our reality. Right? Then he comes down and starts speaking to our listening. Right? And that was a big thing at Sloka 26. Because till Sloka 25, he's talking about the highest truth uh, that you don't exist. Right? You are the ultimate. Then he says, even if you exist, right? But even if you think of him as being constantly born and dying, he says, then you should not grieve. So he's kind of now coming down and speaking to the listening of the of the disciple, uh, and and starts talking about. Uh, then the, after that, he starts talking about the journey itself, the karma yoga itself, right? Uh, where all the you know you do the karma, don't get attached to the karma. All the teachings are from how do I move from the small eye to the big eye, which is like the practical uh, karma yoga aspects of it. And then the third part, he slowly moves into the characteristics of a siddha pragna, right? Or an enlightened being or a guru. Uh, the way I kind of understood that is because they're all characteristics of, of the guru or siddha pragna, but it's also for us to reflect how we are progressing uh, in the journey, right? Uh, which means that, you know, if, if I think a lot of times I heard in these groups and including myself, if you reflect some of these points, you know, the way we reacted about a year or two years back before reading Gita and the way we are reacting to the same situation now, uh, the same emotional turmoil won't be there. It's a lot more easier um, to deal with things now, right? That's a signboard. So even though at this point he's talking about the pragna, but it's also a reflection on our progress. And this is kind of, to me, is like the, the bhakti part of it. Uh, right, because every time you get benefited, you get transformed. You thank the bhakti, the the guru. In this case, the guru could be uh, the Bhagavad Gita that you're reading, or it could be a person who's taught you the Bhagavad Gita, who whatever that is. It transforms into a guru bhakti, 
um, which is, you know, you're, you're kind of expressing gratitude. Every time something aha happens, you're expressing gratitude to the guru. To me, the guru, the bhakti is, is kind of between the karma and the jnana aspects of the journey, right? Without the, the middle transformation, the destination is very abstract. We know where we stand today, you know, the, the small identity and the way I operate, my desires, my guilt, all of that I understand. We understand also intellectually the destination. But I believe the, the real force that helps the transformation is this bhakti. Uh, so beautifully, the, he brought, brings in the prajna just more as to measure our own progress as well as also to, um, to kind of, we build the guru bhakti in the process, the dimension of bhakti in the middle. Uh, which which ties from where we are to uh, from from here to where the destination we need to get to, which is the ultimate nirvana. That was kind of really like the big aha was. I mean, you know, many many people talk about these three pieces, but everything is so beautifully contained in this one chapter that you don't need to look anywhere else. It's just a seeker's journey. You can start from wherever, and then this all the pieces of the the puzzle are encapsulated in this one chapter. That was really a huge aha moment uh, for me. And, and last one was, uh, you know, the sloka one to 10, where even including chapter one, where Arjuna starts lamenting, right, about, I mean, he's got this exact logic of why he's saying things the right way. He's got scriptural references, uh, all of that. But if you really observe Krishna, he's just listening to the whole process. He doesn't intervene till, I mean, the first sentence he starts speaking is sloka 11. Um, which is just, which is a great, which is also a great wisdom for all of us, right? Because we are all in these situations, uh, whether it is spouses, the kids, you know, a lot of tantrums we go through, right? And 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 if you can listen through the tantrum without interrupting, right? And then at the end of it, you can smile. Then he's also giving you a very practical technique. You're enlightened, right? So you're practicing. But how do I know whether I got there, right? So as you go through tantrums in your life, just, you know, if you can listen to it without interrupting, and at the end of it, you know, the sloka 11, he smiles uh, when he starts responding. So if you can do that, if that could be in a space, then your GPS is going to say you've reached your destination. So this is how I, I saw this whole thing as the GPS journey, a source, and then the, the, the bhakti is given in the middle. Thank you.